0: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The hosts are not trained professionals, and their opinions come solely from personal experience. In this episode, we discuss fictional depictions of trauma and violence that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please take care of yourselves. Specific content warnings for each episode can be found in the show notes. Events in the media are discussed in approximate order of escalation. This episode contains spoilers. and i'm robin and this episode on books that burn we are discussing portrait of a thief by grace d lee and from the book's description will chen a chinese american art history student at harvard has spent most of his life learning about the west its art its culture all that it has taken and called its own he believes art belongs with its creators, so when a Chinese corporation offers him a highly illegal chance to cl- to reclaim five priceless sculptures, it's surprisingly easy to say yes. Will's crew, fellow students chosen out of his boundless optimism for their skills and loyalty, (laughs) aren't exactly experienced criminals. Irene is a public policy major at Duke who can talk her way out of anything. Daniel is pre-med with steady hands and dreams of being a surgeon. Lily is an engineering student who races cars in her spare time. And Will is relying on Alex, an MIT dropout turned software engineer, to hack her way in and out of each museum they must rob. Each student has their own complicated relationship with China and the identities they've cultivated as Chinese Americans. But one thing soon becomes certain: they won't say no, because if they succeed, they earn an unfathomable ten million each and a chance to make history. If they fail, they lose everything, and the West wins again. Uh I really love how it lists all five characters just real quick yeah, just before we get into nice. any of the like the thing. Like, it's a large-ish cast of characters whose perspectives all show up and the blurb lists all of them yeah that's Um, nice (laughs) i'm i'm used to books where the only characters names who show up in the blurb are just the main perspective character
1: and they're just identified as the gang the whole time or the squad
0: yeah or even like ones where there's only really like this many or fewer super important main characters and only one of them gets mentioned in the blurb. Like, anyway, it's, yeah. it's nice. I, I like that. Um, so uh, our first topic, it mentioned Alex in the blurb as an MIT dropout term software engineer. We're going to talk <laughs> about that. We're going to talk about why uh, she is that and what that does in the book. We, we should say
1: specifically what robin what is the trauma we were talking about
0: financial insecurity there we go okay. yes uh we're discussing financial insecurity for alex so first of all given that they are not already millionaires the amount of money that they are each going to get if this works is enough to fix whatever level of money trouble they already had. yeah. Um, So this is not to comment on how much uh, the other characters' lives could become more financially secure by getting this money. But Alex has like a really particular thing where in the book, money pressures have already made her change what she was planning to do. Yeah. Um, Alex
1: is one of the few characters in our main cast who already like had dreams and goals with a practical, like one, two, three step on getting there and had started on that goal and knew what she wanted and then couldn't do it, had to stop and, and go get a job instead of continuing school.
0: And she was in a position because like, so this, this is set in the real world. And so it uses like real world company names. And it,
1: to anyone Face- facebook threw me the first time i saw it
0: <laughs> yeah i know we've been in like fantasy and sci-fi for like i, I don't a read long time. real
1: world stuff <laughs> like yeah fiction outside of this podcast
0: yeah the at this point the only like real world stuff i read is either yes but there's also fantasy or right um thrillers so, oh, like, yeah. we might have some thrillers that are in the real world show up here again, because um, that's one where, like, I do I do like those, as you can see from this.
1: My, um, the closest to, like, real world stories that I have ever intentionally owned uh, are the Cat Who books mm-hmm. <laughs> and Heidi. Yeah, yeah. that's it.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, But yeah, so this gives us an opportunity to talk about financial insecurity because, oh, I was uh, the the end of my thought was it like actually mentions Google and like a thing that software companies like, and including Google do like as a practice is mm. recruit um, people like Alex in her major before they get their degrees when they have like the skills. And so they give them the opportunity to earn more money than they've ever thought they could earn but less money than they would command if they finished their degree
1: yeah um, it's very weirdly it's a weird predatory practice because it's yeah technically a boost but like not It like if you just not wait as much two more be. years
0: but what if they don't hire you in two more years and what if you'd never get an offer this good again anyway th- right. there's a whole bunch of stuff so in case you didn't know that that is a thing that's a thing and that's what happened to alex here is that her family i believe it was that their rent went up yes um, rent went and up. it went up enough that she could no longer like she had to drop out of school yeah, they and could get no a longer job. support
1: themselves i think and so she had to then become part of the the financial burden yeah become part of the cycle taking care of it um
0: and i was saying i was the other thought that I was having is that I wanted to talk about that this now, because when we cover fantasy, someone is tends to be either so poor that we're talking very small amounts of money, and it's fantasy money anyway, so it doesn't like feel like a real world dollar amount, <laughs> right? Or they are so rich that money doesn't matter. And we don't really deal with rich enough that they can do their everyday stuff, but poor enough that like in the real world, if the rent money it goes up that that's bad and bad things happen. Like we usually don't run into that. Like, yeah, there are books that I love that have that, that are fantasy, but here we are. And, uh, with money problems. Um, so it doesn't like, in terms of how this is handled in the book, it's kind of more like her origin story for where she is right now. Um, yeah. Isn't it Alex's house that they end up staying at at the end? Um, we stay at they at the end they stay at somebody's at house somebody's and house. meet their bunch of siblings, kind of.
1: You... I I don't I'm not, I am i i th- uh that sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. it ha- no it has to be Alex. Yeah. Because we have one character who we have two main characters who are brother and sister and then we have mm-hmm. a main female character who I think, who I think is an only child. And then so right. it has to it literally has to be Alex. It's the only okay. only one left.
0: Yeah, you're right. No, it would have to be because yeah, because Lily's in Texas and that's not. Yeah, next exactly. To, that's right. L- right Lily right. is
1: an only child in Texas, I believe.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I thought that that was kind of cool that at the end of the book, we get to meet like Wait. maybe.
1: Everybody we we else. don't
0: we don't really meet the characters, but like mm-hmm. they are stay because we don't get introduced to her siblings or anything. Right. The book is not about them. But like that the whole team stays in the place whose rent Alex is helping pay <laughs> with like that job and everything. Like narratively um i think that's pretty neat because it, it helps keep it from being that like we're told about this money trouble and right. it never shows up again like it i don't know it helps make it be kind of more of a real place yeah it makes it a little um, more tangible yeah just like going to daniel's house um yes and meeting yes, his absolutely. dad rather than his dad just being a voice on the phone. Um, <laughs> helps. Anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, so I
1: so money insecurity, we mm-hmm. see this show up in various ways. Some of them are pretty overt, some of them are more like intuitive subtle background stuff. Mm-hmm. Um there's a couple of characters who are not Alex who kind of tend to be the ones paying for things. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're just, you know, and and this is interesting to me, even when they are given money to perform the heist and get what they need for them by their benefactors, it's still not our poor characters who are handling that, that cash. Um, right. Which like
0: Will is handling the money most for of the, the heist. time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Will, Will handles the money most of the time. And we see a couple other characters who like clearly go do something that requires money. Um But, but you usually... know, they all they all go out to eat. And like we have characters who tend to not on, on paper have to worry about it and they're the ones who pay, even when it's group money. And it, it just it just puts, you know, our poorer characters, especially Alex, just in that position of not having to worry about it, but also like kind of being subtly highlighted as just not having, not handling the cash, not having the money.
0: And even when, um, there were at least a couple of points where like Daniel was paying for something and thinking about how it was the money from Will for the heist and that whole thing. Yeah. Um, also kind of like as a group, they're kind of chosen, they're chosen because of the way in which due to their age and social position as people just starting out in whatever kind of career that they're going to have or Mm -hmm. about to start in whatever kind of career because there's all right they're all either still in college or have decided not to do college or dropped out um, cause I don't, I don't think Lily's in college, but I also, no, mm. is Lily in college? Um, Lily's the roommate. Lily's in college. Lily, she's yeah, in college Lily's, with Irene. Yeah.
1: She's at the, she's, she's the coll- in the dorm.
0: <laughs> yeah. She's in the dorm with Irene. Okay. She just ever talks about what she's studying. Um, so I forgot. Um, but yeah, so they're in this position of being like mature enough to be able to do a plan And young and foolish enough to be like, yes, company (laughs) that's like, maybe not shitty, but not already known to us. They're
1: basically like, like, yeah, sure. I agree with your premise. And also, I think I could maybe get away with it. And it benefits me, (laughs) essentially, you know, they're, 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 they weigh very heavily the, the, like do I feel like it a lot more than what consequences am I willing to endure?
0: And then um, going back to Alex, one of like the big things that highlights how much her dropping out of school and taking that job was because of the financial pressure Mm -hmm. is that end of book spoiler alert after the heist is carried off in a way that lets them get the money they were promised. Mm-hmm. Um, after that happens, Alex quits the job and goes back to school. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. that kind of cements how much this, like, this decision was that she made earlier. Yeah. yeah, like, this is what she'd wanted. Like, she didn't like... She didn't actually Bad change job. her
1: mind. She was kind of she was forced into it.
0: Yeah. But also it doesn't like feel like a book about money troubles. Like that's not Yeah. It, it, because no, 10 nobody million, is
1: scrounging pennies for their lunch.
0: Right. Like cuz cuz even when even when we meet Alex like she has gotten past that specific financial insecurity by getting a job that will cover the things. Right. Even though she wanted to be doing this other thing. And, and so I, I, I'm glad that it circled back because otherwise it'd be like, Oh yeah, no, that was in the past and it was just the setup for whatever. But instead, like it actually matters to her character arc that she made these decisions and been in this position. And also like, Again, ten million is enough money by like an order of magnitude that they don't really have to worry again after this about money, Um, which I think is I I love that for them. It's great. Um, Those were those are my thoughts about Alex.
1: I mean, that's most of what what I had. Also, I I guess the only thing I want to add is that we have. Um, I I mean, this, this is also good, uh, just like good IT habits in general, good computer habits in general, but like Alex backs everything up, um, which is a good computer habit, but also like
0: less good when the FBI might come after you.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It, It is a good computer habit, not. As necessarily, depending on circumstances, not as much of a good thief habit, Um, (laughs) but it is a very poor habit. Um, Yes. even, Even when the potential is getting caught because you're the only one holding evidence anymore and everywhere else has been deleted, she still held it because when you don't have the resources to replace things, you get into a habit and mindset of never letting them go. Until okay, yeah, we
0: need to stay in this segment longer because that is a really, really good point.
1: <laughs> it, is, it is the one thing that stands out to me because we, we don't see like a ton of that in this book, but the mm-hmm. one moment where it would have been a problem for her to kept the thing, she was like, no, I did not get rid of that, absolutely. Um, And to me, that resonates as being very indicative of that mindset. I'm, I'm not saying it's like hard evidence for it, but- No. Um, you know, when when you're in the habit of like, not getting rid of clothing until it literally is falling apart then you know and and working off of the same laptop because you're going for software like you're just in the habit of not letting those things go even if you can replace them you know at at a certain point like you just don't want to yeah and um i mean literally we have this moment where it's like okay quick scourge all the evidence because we literally have the have the police onto us or have the fbi on to us and alex keeps a backup of the only copy anyway
0: yeah yeah that's a that's a really good point yeah that it, she's holding on to it yeah and also that lily totally calls her on it and is like oh i know you have it <laughs> i mean yeah I but- you'd keep it it's treated as a you're too much of a tech person to have gotten rid of it like that's the way the conversation is it's not you're definitely or something right that's Um,
1: what that's what i'm saying like it's not it's not evidence for that mindset but it it did ping my senses (laughs) yeah (laughs) because from a practical standpoint as a computer person myself you want backups of everything in triplicate if you can um and also if you don't have money Yeah. And also, if you don't have money, you want extras you, or you want to hold on to the thing that you have as long as possible. But if you have destroyed all evidence other than the thing that you kept on purpose, like you are you have framed yourself at this point, if they ever find it um, quite neatly, le- quite neatly. And, and she does it anyway.
0: Yeah. And it's and- not
1: like they couldn't have recreated this like they had put this together in less than a month. They yeah, like, had all she, done the same research. Everybody else had physical hard copy notes. She's the only one with digital evidence. She, hers is the most important to destroy.
0: Like and she, then she kept,
1: doesn't do it.
0: <laughs> she kept their notes on watching, like the o- ocean. She kept 8 the and security footage. Stuff. She she kept a copy
1: of the security footage. Like, yeah. Why? <laughs> you yeah. you you went to so much pain, painstaking effort to delete that everywhere else that you could get your hands on why do you have a copy
0: like alex we told you delete not cut and paste right
1: (laughs) right it's like making a photocopy and then shoving it in your own personal wallet and then burning the original like that's not i mean like yeah it helps but (laughs) like
0: Uh, uh, you're not i just
1: clue one that you're these kids these are kids not professionals
0: so i don't know that this might not be related at all but i was just reminded of this old mm. like and i i do mean like oldish joke where you know someone like faxes somebody something and then um calls the other person up and is off and it's like hey like i need to change something on that can you fax that back <laughs> to me
1: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah not related but very funny
0: yeah yeah Um, if you've never dealt with a fax machine you you still have the original it's just still in in the machine you still have it it's sending somebody a copy sorry to explain the joke i don't actually know how old our audience is or if you've used a fax machine um anyway uh yeah so uh, that's about it i was just thinking (laughs) of her just yeah Yeah. needing those copies Cause yeah, no, because if you get rid of the last one, you do not know when you will have another one. Right. Whenever. Right. No, ab- absolutely. <laughs> On to betrayal of Mr. Liang. So this is Daniel's father. And the fact that we're uh we mentioned the FBI a little bit in our previous session Mm -hmm. and Daniel's father is is employed by the FBI like I'm not sure I I think he's like in the FBI as the art expert I don't remember whether he, he is
1: he is specifically an expert on Chinese art
0: Right, I just don't remember whether he's specifically an expert on Chinese art, that the FBI frequently consults, or I'm whether sure. he literally works for the FBI.
1: I- I'm um, not sure, I did not catch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I-, I think he may be in the FBI, because he's investigating, he's not being consulted on tr- a case. That's true. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um. So anyway, so he's with the FBI, and he is an expert on Chinese art, specifically mm-hmm. Chinese art theft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chinese art whenever it intersects with a crime um yeah and his son uh, steals some Chinese art in order to give it back to China um so the way the betrayal is handled in here is pretty interesting Mm -hmm. um because
1: um it's it's framed from okay so i'm gonna say it's from daniel's perspective it's it's from daniel's perspective but also it's not framed as betrayal it is framed as oh no isn't it sad that my dad and i can't have a relationship because i don't know how to help reach out and meet him halfway and then uh oh i've been i've been caught by him and it's his job and i've hurt him now yeah (laughs) like like, that's You know, it's, it's, it's very, it's framed as though the, the struggle is, is mostly, um, their past relationship and,
0: and also grief over, yeah um, Daniel's mom's death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, but really what is happening is, you know, we have this, this parent who is trying so hard to connect to their kid, doesn't really know where to go to do that and just does what they can, and then finds out that, you know, their their kid is is the thing that they have spent their career trying to get rid of.
0: Yeah, and also there's this like really just text just, just beautiful moment in the text where Mr. Lee's like Liang's like, hey, okay, Daniel, so did you think I didn't I wouldn't recognize your voice? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. This is You've been caught on tape. Why,
1: why would you think that I, of all people, wouldn't know that it's you talking? Did you
0: think I wouldn't you recognize no effort? your best friend who has eaten
1: many <laughs> meals at our house? Right, right. <laughs> um, you couldn't even pick another person in your group to be the front. Like, what are you doing? You knew it was me. I'm the only one doing this that would go after this particular case.
0: <laughs> it's like, I'm. I am the one they would call. Like... I I'm a big enough deal that like the police in Stockholm, which last I checked is not FBI jurisdiction. Like right. they're the ones who called me, and I am gonna be helping. Yeah, I think he works with the FBI because if the if like whatever group in Stockholm is calling him, I don't think he's FBI only.
1: Anyway, or or it's it's now just an international thing, and in America's just being in the way.
0: Yeah, because this or- is the
1: second one. I I'm not. I don't know
0: yeah 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 anyway big enough an expert that stockholm called him when their thing got stolen yeah so he's like hey uh did you not think that i would know your voice or will's voice um (laughs) like
1: what that's one of those that's one of those things where it's like (laughs) will is spending all this time going over possibilities and they knew it was going to be daniel's dad eventually like they talk about it before they do anything and yet no precaution was made to disguise yeah. the only two people in the group
0: oh my at god all like irene probably one person been a coming one? after them would know oh my god you're right they could have sent alex in to case it
1: yeah they could have sent they could have sent the person who was going on their own casing joints without the approval of the group. And it would have been better. Mm-hmm. They could have sent literally any other member of the party to probably
0: not Irene. Cause that's Will's sister. And I know, bet... no,
1: Irene is who I was talking about. I- oh. Irene is not a person who would have been going over to Daniel's house. That's a good point. Like they literally could have just let their like want to be, want to be grifter go in and do the things she was trying to do anyway. And it would have been better.
0: Yeah. Because then it wouldn't have been his son and the son's best friend. Yeah. Because like the best friend's sister, like, I don't know. I mean, but the best friend's sister doesn't go over if
1: they don't even live in the same area. Like that's not a thing or way, way less likely to be a thing. It is, it is not described that way in the book. Right. Right. (sighs) Be right. But yeah, just because, because she specifically doesn't know Daniel at the start of this. Uh, like this- she knows who he is, but she doesn't really know anything about them. And that's like a whole point in the when they meet up. So all all I'm saying is that, like, pick anybody uh-huh. other than the only two people that are going to be immediately recognized by voice, not by sight.
0: Yeah. There's a the thing at the towards the end about how, like, he's been in, like, he's been interested in her for years and she's like, already but turned that has enough. nothing. Right, that's right. That not- doesn't the the mean that. <laughs> no absolutely that doesn't mean that she's at his house often enough for his dad to know about it no completely i'm just yes um so just with that betrayal i just i think the moment as i like mentioned where he's like hey didn't you think i'd recognize your voice i that feels like did you think i am incompetent and or stupid or did you want me to catch you and be hurt by this Right, like, it's one of those, like, either you thought about it and didn't care, or you didn't even think about it.
1: Right, and we explicitly know they thought about it, so,
0: hey, hey, Daniel. (laughs) And then he asks him, like, not to do it again, and then, uh, spoiler, they kind of do it again, and not only... Did they do it again? Like I don't want to spoil the ending because the mm. way the final heist goes is, is actually pretty cool, and it's the one where we get the most descriptions of the actual heist because yeah. this is this is a character study about a multifaceted Chinese diaspora experience in which a bunch of heists happen. More yeah. so than it is a heist book where the characters happen to be Chinese-American. Um, it, it's absolutely not that second one. There's no happen to be about that. Like, it's mm-hmm. extremely important that, that they are Chinese and Chinese-American yeah. the, the heist, and Chinese in America and the complicated. We'll talk about that in our, the, our the third heist, topic. The
1: heist is the setting. Yeah. is what's happening here. To yeah. TLDR that. It's the characters sure, sure. that are important and their development.
0: Right. So the heist the heist is the setting for all this other stuff, but I don't want to spoil the way that the final one goes. Right. right. Um and even after saying that he wouldn't do it, he somehow the complicated way that Daniel ends up being involved in the final one is technically super duper mostly to the letter of not doing the thing that his dad asked him not to do again, (laughs) but it absolutely wrecks the spirit of that promise. Right. Um, uh, And I'm, you know, technically he didn't steal more stuff, but um, (laughs) so yeah. Uh, So we don't get Mr. Liang's perspective on this except as filtered through the other characters um we do get his exasperation at the end um yeah and just kind of like they their relationship like seems to recover some after this but it it i don't know it had kind of a feel of like well I I can't stop this from having happened and I do like the end result. <laughs> but why did you have to be the one doing this involved in this, like Yeah You know, I if I it kind of had the feeling of like if he had just heard that the ultimate resolution had just happened and he hadn't his son hadn't been involved in it and he hadn't been called in to investigate it and just like this thing had happened, he might like that end effect better and like Yeah. I don't know. This was this was a weird one um for their relationship.
1: TLDR Dan Daniel talk to your father instead of committing theft. Yeah. (laughs) There's better ways to do this.
0: Also, like, someone else said that they know their parents love them because they answer the phone. And the was like, oh, my goodness, my father always answers the phone when I call. That's how much he loves me. And I leave him on voicemail. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. He does. He leaves his father on voicemail, several times. Specifically one very memorable time. One memorable time where he
1: thinks about how this is his default, but he could have (laughs) answered.
0: Like... Yeah... That's a good point.
1: And the Just, one time we see him where he does answer and have a long a longer ish conversation, his dad thanks him for answering. <laughs> like
0: yeah. oof. <laughs> yeah, they have a a they have a lot of communication problems. Um I don't know. I don't I don't have like We much don't we more don't want to on- get into that more. Yeah. No, no. I don't know much more on this specifically other than like it, it is a realistic feeling portrayal of two people who just like don't know how to start talking to each other Mm -hmm. because they don't know how to talk about the aspects of their grief that are shared and the aspects of their grief that are separate. But because they don't talk about it, all of it ends up feeling separate, which then means that Daniel isn't thinking about how much, This will hurt his dad personally, or if it is, it's not enough for to stop him from doing the thing. Right. On to our third topic: the diaspora experience, specifically. um, This is about being part of the Chinese diaspora in the United States. Uh, Some of the characters are first generation, so they they grew up in America after their parents had come from China, and then Daniel and his father came to the U.S. when Daniel was like 10.
1: I thought Um, first generation was the immigrant. Am I incorrect about that designation?
0: No, because there's the immigrant and then there's their kids. I'm going to google that real quick. Yeah, make sure um so- Yeah,
1: I was right. First generation oh. are born in another country and then move.
0: Ha. Oh, okay. Nope. Thank you for getting that. Okay. So, first generation is the person who arrives um yeah, cuz we are third generation. <laughs> right, right, right. Specifically. Right. Okay. I hadn't ever looked that up for me. Um yeah. Oh, Um, and not third generation Chinese, third generation Swedish, just like, since people don't automatically know, I didn't want it to feel implicitly. Uh, anyway, so, um, yep, third generation Swedish for us, but these characters are a mix of first and second generation. So Daniel then is first generation, and he grew up in China and continues to go back I think every summer. I think it sounded yeah. like around once a year. At, like they go back. At least once a year. Yeah, at least once a year. Um and then there's people like Lily who is either second or third generation. I think she's second. And her parents just yeah, she's second generation because her parents just don't talk about it. Um and she Anyway, so, like, they kind of go the spectrum from was born in the U.S., parents were from China, and maybe once more of a connection, but hasn't already been given the elements to make it feel like a thing she can claim, all the way to Daniel, who... Gave up his Chinese passport pretty recently. Um,
1: yeah, and applied and gained U.S. citizenship, like... Yeah, wh-
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, within the last year or two. Yeah. Um, and But still thinks of himself as Chinese, as a Chinese person who lives in America. And there's, like, a, this little bit where he thinks, oh, yeah, that's right. I guess I am American because... <laughs> i because i did this you know like i said the thing and did the stuff right um
1: but that's not and, his his personal identity it's just a, a legal thing for him
0: yeah um and it's it's more complicated than if he had never left china right but he his he he ends up um kind of um specifically purposefully functioning in the group like especially for lily as this person who is saying like it's okay you are right. chinese enough for china for whatever amount <laughs> you want that like you, you
1: have the right to like care about this place and this culture and want to visit and want to learn things and want to learn the language like you have the right to partake yeah. And and there's they have a couple of conversations about that, especially early in the book. Like it comes up more than once with those two characters just talking about this and him basically giving her permission to care about her culture or her parents' yeah. culture, depending on how she feels about it at the time.
0: Right, right. Whether she wants to think of it as hers. And also, like she has relatives in China that she's never gotten to meet. And right. She doesn't know and their names. He, like, she yeah. didn't get to see her he, grandparents. He
1: explicitly, in the first conversation, I think it is, gives her permission to go meet her relatives. Like, she doesn't feel like she's allowed to.
0: Yeah. And there's, like, several characters um, who express sentiments about, you know, not not American enough for America, not mm-hmm. Chinese enough for China. Yeah, um, I think we have especially two,
1: two who... Who talked yeah, about? Yeah, I know that. it was
0: more than one. I think Lily's one of them. And I, think I think it's Alex, maybe. No. Yeah, no, is it Alex? I
1: th- Alex, Alex. It's not Will. It's not Will. Um, it's okay. We, okay. Do we have to break this down? So we actually probably should, just for audience reasons. So Will and sister Irene. who's name Irene. Thank you. Uh, uh I'm forgetting how they feel about this. Um, Daniel born they, in China moved to America Lily Lil and
0: Irene had been to China several they had times. visited
1: yeah okay right. so they are more connected Lily feels not connected but like she should be connected and I think Alex is the one who is kind of like I don't I just don't fit in anywhere because that's why Alex leaves Texas that's like her whole I think oh no am I on the wrong character hold on Lily leaves Texas. Lily leaves. Okay. So then Lily is the one who feels like she just doesn't fit in anywhere because that's why she leaves Texas because Texas is also not home. That was like a thing.
0: Or like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's. I don't, I don't remember how, how
1: Alex feels about it then.
0: Cause I I remember the
1: character who moves is the character who feels like nowhere is home because she's not American enough or Chinese enough. And even living in America, it's like she just is stuck in limbo and doesn't know what to do about it
0: yeah so i, I don't remember
1: how alex feels about it. oh no no i do alex has the restaurant that her family runs and yep. feels connected when she is home i think yeah so she's connected
0: to like it depends the Chinatown on town like, part of the diaspora yes so like, so, she like has not her- china
1: specifically when they go there but like the community where she grows up yeah
0: right her 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 chinese community in america right and the family restaurant where they like make and serve chinese food can i just note Um, she's mm
1: -hmm. the only one who mentions that category specifically everybody else is kind of torn between like um like stereotypical america stuff and china And Mm -hmm. Alex is the only one who's like, no, the community here specifically that is this blend of like, she's the only one who I think even like mentions it, talks about it being a thing like in the country at all.
0: Yeah, but also when you have like a random ish grab of five different kinds of characters. Sure.
1: Nobody is torn and finds community (laughs) is what I'm is what I'm pointing out. We have right. people who are torn and find feel like Lily feels more comfortable at the end of the book reaching out to her literal alive relatives in China and the culture that exists that she can partake in by the mm-hmm. end of the book. And Daniel, I think, feels more comfortable in America by the end of the book, if I'm mm-hmm. reading his character right, because he 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 feels like he's you know giving up something and then there's a point where he goes no i you know like you, you mentioned already like he goes no i am i am an american i am also chinese i am an american and that's okay and i'm allowed to, to do that you know
0: yeah I think so we, he... we have
1: characters going everywhere but alex is the only one who is comfortable and stays that way and her comfort is not the two places that the other or not the two specific place contact places that the other characters talk about.
0: Does that make sense? <laughs> if I remember correctly, Daniel's experience was more that like, be having, he has a claim on America as much as he does on China. Mm-hmm. Not that he's American only. Just no. I want to make that explicit. Yeah.
1: That's why I didn't say American only. No, no, no. <laughs> I specifically said, he says, I am American and I am Chinese at the same time. Yeah. yeah it's very specific i did not in any way say only american that was intentional i'm I'm
0: mulling through um yeah so then will and irene
1: will and irene um, i don't remember i legitimately am irene
0: because they go home yeah irene they think of it as going home
1: actually that's an important note
0: so I believe it was that Alex knows Cantonese because that's her yes. family's dialect, and then Irene knows Mandarin. Yes, I don't remember if Will speaks any Chinese or not. Uh, Daniel is the
1: mare- male character that I have me- book memory of. I'm un- I don't know. I'm not sure about Sorry. Will.
0: Yeah. Um. Because I think he. Yeah. So Irene knows Mandarin and also French. Because, you know, it helps with the grifting. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, that's the plot reason why. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so they have all these different, like, things where I I would say that given that Irene knows Mandarin and French, that at least implies that Will had... Similar access, whether or not mm. he decided to take advantage of it mm-hmm. to learn Mandarin, whether from school or from being in China. But like he and Irene, yeah. like their family has gone back to China, which I think also is probably part of like that's like a thing they've done with Daniel. I believe was the like, uh, like a past thing. I don't remember. Um, I I know I'm that they sure.
1: they went. I don't remember how much it, of it was like a a group. <laughs>
0: yeah um but anyway so we have we run from chinese now living in america and now also american and daniel and then i believe second generation for will and irene still very connected to china Mm -hmm. as a place and as um a culture that is theirs and that they can access while also being american Mm -hmm. and then Alex, whose connection to China is very much her Chinese community and then all the way her Chinese community in America. Mm-hmm. And then Irene, sorry, and then Lily, who <laughs> doesn't feel connected, but wants to. Specifically, specifically at the beginning of the book doesn't feel allowed
1: to. It's not just that she isn't and wants to, it's that she has that emotional mental barrier
0: And then also with, um, like, for Lily in particular, um, but not only, because Mm -hmm. um, being Chinese is, especially in the U.S., a visible minority, Mm -hmm. Um, Lily has the experience of people hating her for a connection to a place that she has never been. Right, right. um, And a language that she doesn't speak. Right, right um and and so that definitely that impacts her perspective on it like she Mm -hmm. she brings that up is like you know she she gets the anti-asian racism without feeling like she's allowed to claim a connection to china and again like we said daniel's like no seriously like you can please you have
1: my permission and your own if nothing else (laughs)
0: to whatever degree you feel like you needed the permission of a chinese person from china i am giving that to you please take it (laughs) yeah
1: yeah it's i i really like those conversations those are really they're really like i okay so reading reading the book reading those conversations in particular uh it i i hope this is true for people who don't have any part of this experience but my reaction reading those conversations was that it was very clear that lily didn't think she could ask she was just stating as a fact like i can't do this i i don't have the right to do this um and then Maybe I I don't have the right. I don't know. (laughs) I can't make that decision. And Daniel doesn't like, you know, doesn't say the the response is not whatever you think is best. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which would be permission to feel not entitled to it. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, Instead, it's you have the right, but you don't, you're not obligated. Like you're allowed to. But if you don't, nothing bad is going to happen.
0: Yeah, like China will still be there whether or not you decide to. connect. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You can go or not go. You can learn or not learn the language or the culture. You can connect to people or not connect to people. It's your life. You live it, essentially. Not in those exact words, but that's that's the sentiment he hands her. And um I just I think I, I just in general think that those conversations there's I think there's two of them I'm fairly certain that's the right number are just very well done very clearly done and I think as far as like a I'm going to argue in our wrap up <laughs> that this is part of the care rating for this topic because mm-hmm. Daniel takes care of Lily in that moment with this trauma yeah Um, and from a, a from an author perspective. Lily is the one driving the conversation, but Daniel is the one who is responding to the reader, so to speak, if that makes
0: sense. Yeah, responding. He is the one providing answers for any readers yes, who exactly. feel like they are closer to Lily than to his situation. Or
1: or uh, readers who don't empathize at all with the conversation and are seeing Lily ask right right daniel yes. is the answer we don't we don't actually know lily's answer i think <laughs> on what she's going well, to do necessarily well, like that's not spelled out in the conversation she starts taking chinese class well she starts but, learning mandarin but not in those conversations true but not like the at book. the moment i'm not i'm not saying not in the book mm-hmm. i'm saying in the moment in the conversation daniel is giving the answer not lily yes that's okay, my I, point yeah
0: <laughs> yes that makes sense um and then treating the book as a whole text, we get... right Treating the book as a whole Lily's, text is different, but... Yeah, right. So, then doing that, we do get Lily's reaction, and, like, her decision on this is that she decides to engage more by beginning to learn, I believe, Mandarin. Um, not sure if it says specifically which dialect of Chinese she decided to learn. I think it was Mandarin. Um...
1: My, my brain says Mandarin, but I I can't... It either you just said number. Chinese,
0: or it said Mandarin. Um, uh... But yeah, um it was like I I it very it's very good at it having these these kind of this representative spectrum of different kinds of first and second generation mm-hmm. diaspora experience.
1: Diff- different perspectives and different experiences.
0: Yeah. Without, like, clearly like, given how much this is a book about being part of the Chinese-American diaspora and also doing some heists that are deeply tied to those identities rather than, as I said, rather than a heist where they happen to be Chinese and Chinese-American they it it does a really, really good job of having these different characters without feeling like it was like, all right, character slider on traits of how close <laughs> do you feel to China. Yeah. Um when like, you know, you're crafting a party uh for your for I, your expedition. I just thought it, of it, a fun parallel. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Uh so all of the characters are kind of not quite the um the they're, they're not quite the right exact skill set, but they're close for the heist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're also yeah. not quite in one ethnic box, but
0: they're close. <laughs> they're, I wouldn't be shocked if that's on purpose. Uh, like, oh,
1: no, I am I would be shocked if it's not. Um, yeah. But I, that just occurred to me because that, that's the whole thing when they're putting the group together and they're talking through their skill sets. Like, everybody could probably do it because like sure that's a good stepping yeah. stone from where i'm at right now but nobody's done it already and nobody has tried
0: even like well yeah okay right so we're gonna need someone to do some forging uh are you an art major art history <laughs> <laughs> right exactly oh
1: you're a programmer how about have you have you considered hacking once Sorry. like once in a dream good enough <laughs> oh you're really good at talking to people and you're uh, look at uh, political science right that yeah you can be the grifter (laughs) you can talk them into anything too that's close enough
0: like yeah it's it's not an exact
1: parallel it's not the same thing but it is kind of funny
0: i will say lily is is perfect for her role like she's amazing but lily is it's excellent she's an excellent character uh she's also like she she okay i i mean i don't know if anyone I think the group of professional getaway getaway drivers is probably small. And <laughs> I, but okay, technically not a professional getaway driver and not I mean, a professional she's... street racer. No, um, but,
1: but street racing and getaway driving are not the same also. So it's, it's still one step to the it... left.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, this probably means you'll have the skills for that.
1: I, I just, uh. I like the, <laughs> I like the, we're 21. This is close enough. <laughs> like vibe. Yeah. It's great
0: yeah you just like hold your thumb up and you're like oh, I think that's the right size
1: yeah uh, <laughs> I've been it. in a tool shop before <laughs> we can do this
0: <sighs> yeah so right, uh, let's
1: move on to our wrap up
0: <laughs> absolutely man that movie was excellent
1: it really was totally blew my expectations away I know, right?
0: Now I really want to tell everyone about it, but I'm not sure how.
1: Yeah, if only there was a podcast dedicated to reviewing films and discussing the latest news and trailers on upcoming films, that would be nice.
0: Yes, for sure. And we can call it The Senegai Show. <laughs> what? No, it will be called Real Movie Critic Unleashed. Uh, no. How about Senegai featuring Real Movie Critic? Uh, how about the Real Movie Critic and his psychic, the Senegai? CG and
1: RMC! RMC and CG! The Real Movie Critic versus the Cineguy. Only at serrpov.com Or wherever you get your podcasts You're going down, critic Bring it
0: on, guy. On to the wrap-up and ratings for Portrait of a Thief by Grace D. Lee. Uh, Hello to anyone who jumped straight here, and hello also to anyone who listened to the rest of the topics. Uh, For our gratuity (laughs) rating. Hello, everyone! Uh, Yeah, that's right. The, The set that includes both of those other sets. Um... Also, including the sets of people who only skipped some of the topics. This is our Venn uh, yeah. diagram of listeners. Exactly.
1: All right. And First topic: financial Financial insecurity.
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so this is uh, okay. Backstory, and then it like circles back, and oh no, it has some mild at the end. I think. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah,
1: back, mentioned back story, but mild. not
0: Yeah, mentioned but not dwelled upon. We get into the nuances of that in the main section for it cuz that's what it's mm. for. Um the betrayal. I
1: it's very on sc- it's on screen. We I'd the character moderate. the character who's experiencing is not our POV. Um I'm a I think moderate. Mm, yeah. It's not honestly severe. I I would I could even make an argument for mild okay because this is the it's it's not even written as betrayal which is yeah. the thing we talked about before but like it it is it is written as a, a different mad, trauma that's bleeding over no well I mean not even it's it's written as like something else is causing the pain and it just so happens that there's this catalyst of a thing but like that's not what's happening that's just like how our main character our our POV character is processing it perceiving it right if that makes sense so like I would argue mild because it is covered up almost narratively by something else that is more severe yeah so it is it is mild by comparison and portrayal
0: yep (laughs) I'm good with mild okay Uh, diaspora diaspora experience um, this is either moderate severe severe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: Uh, I would argue this depends on the character, so let's just slap severe Mm -hmm. on it as a (laughs) coverall. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You could even make a case for mild in the case of one particular character. Two particular characters.
0: Yeah. Yes. So, severe Um, for the group. Right, right. Uh, For is it integral interchangeable or irrelevant so this is whether if we plucked the the this thing from the book what does it does it change our our how much does it change it yep uh does it work but only if we shove something else real quick in the space uh
1: so financial insecurity this is I, I almost feel like this is maybe irrelevant because yeah it's it's I mean none of our characters none of our characters are well off none of our characters are counting pennies for their next meal
0: you don't need a lot backstory. of explanation to say why they might want ten million dollars right
1: and the character that we've specifically talked about with financial insecurity has a job pays for their own stuff like the the cause of the insecurity and really like effects of it are our backstory and they didn't Mm -hmm. have to talk about that backstory.
0: Yeah. Not plot wise anyway. They didn't talk about any of the other characters' relationship with money other than sure would be nice to have 10 million. So that definitely confirms that it it is irrelevant because it was for the other four people.
1: Right. And it doesn't affect actions on screen. So it is not plot
0: driven. Only extremely minor ones like moving yeah
1: um um um,
0: i honestly think this is maybe irrelevant
1: yeah uh, no that i wrote abandonment whoops i meant betrayal yeah
0: why i I don't uh
1: Uh, maybe i i think i had suggested abandonment way at the beginning of our discussion before recording and i just that bled over in my head so betrayal (laughs) um I honestly think this is maybe irrelevant too, because our our POV character doesn't even realize it's happening, and also the uh the reactions of the character who experiences it, like kind of would have happened anyway,
0: <laughs> yeah. Without that
1: being like a particular thing,
0: does it? Does the book still? <sighs> yes.
1: Hmm. Because the books
0: still happen if they're not related, they just know oh each that's
1: other. that's not that has nothing to do with the trauma, Robin.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to figure out <laughs>
1: the book still happens if then. they're if they're not related because they can still know each other, and also yeah, yeah, that yeah. taking out betrayal has nothing to do with whether or not they're related.
0: Sorry, I'm. I think perhaps while talking around it, I'm not sure which parts you think are excised and which parts stay if we remove betrayal does the
1: character feel betrayed by the other characters actions yes or no oh
0: oh okay because we don't even
1: have anything more than that that's all we have
0: true okay okay so the amounts of it that are specifically betrayal and not like because
1: you even you even already listed an alternative in that discretion you you made a disappointed not uh, a not angry joke like that's the right, alternative right, right. that keeps the story intact and has nothing to do like it's literally just irrelevant but that's
0: fine right right yeah and just you know just in case anyone's new irrelevant doesn't mean we didn't like this it just <laughs> means that you could pull it out and the other <laughs> bits of the book would hold it together does, now does you do that plot, enough times you don't have a book anymore right does uh, does
1: the plot and structure of the book change at it. all if it changes at all it is not irrelevant if it could be swapped for something else it is interchangeable and if it is like the thing that makes the book what it is it is integral
0: Yep. speaking of uh, the diaspora experience <laughs> integral it is integral to the plot. Like that is, the the whole point. These are, it's our
1: character motivation in a lot of the book, not all of it, but like a large portion of their, their everything.
0: G- Grandma, what was that noise? That <laughs> sounded not- like a sneeze. Yeah. You just, she sneezed as she woke up. <laughs> okay. All right. That was interesting. Um, so my cat says, hi, uh, <laughs> Anyway, yes, uh, for the diaspora experience, absolutely integral. That's the entire point of writing this book. Like, you don't even need to read the little bits the author has written about mm-hmm. for about. You don't have to read the afterward to know that. And as far as is, like, as far as like, like the plot point.
1: reasons, um, mm-hmm. this is the hook that gets our characters to do the thing in the first place. And also, like, it's why they care, right? It's like, why it's, they it's the would reason do this. they do the thing. And I don't. I honestly don't think you could swap out something else and have it not radically change the book. I I think like it's no, not interchangeable. This- There's no argument there. I just want to put that on the table because from what we're describing, that would be a an argument I could see being made. No,
0: that I mean, if you if you want. A different plot that isn't this you there are other the heist books yeah like it, that's just literally any book other than this um yeah uh the whole thing that gets will to do this like the thing that i mean really drives them. home for me yeah. no absolutely Why they stay. But the th- right the thing that drives home for me like how much this is integral to the plot is that if it weren't for this Daniel would not do it no way he wouldn't be anywhere near this like that just just no way Um, I mean Alex too that's true no like uh, there there um, are characters who are there's, there's two
1: characters who could maybe be talked into it without this particular thing
0: Right, there are two characters who could probably be moved by the money without that very personal connection of the diaspora experience. Um, Daniel is not one of them. Um, Yeah, for sure. Uh, Is the trauma treated with care? For the financial insecurity... um, Yes.
1: (sighs) By virtue of it not being a forefront on-screen Yeah, this isn't...
0: This isn't you know it's not a book about money troubles it's a book in which it would sure be nice to have 10 million um (laughs) (laughs) yeah there you go we've we've summarized it for you yep um uh yeah so that's that yeah treated with care for sure um Betrayal. Just me even trying to explain anything would be, like, more stressful <laughs> than what's I, actually yeah, in there, I I'm sure. I
1: I'm sure our actual discussion of the topic is tens times more stressful than reading the book is on this topic. On this very specific topic,
0: yeah. Uh, then the betrayal, um, I'm going to say Either yes no. or enough,
1: no. Ooh,
0: we are on opposite hey, spectrum wait, here. Okay, okay, so here's the thing. I don't know how much Daniel even sees it as betrayal.
1: Exactly. Which is why it is treated
0: with care. Ooh, okay. And you think that
1: means it's not treated with care?
0: I think that means that the book isn't, like, thinking of that as being a thing that happened.
1: Or, but see, I think the book is, and I think the author is just, it's there in subtext, but it is so subtext that it is not the focus huh. because we see the dad's like reaction kind of we just don't get his perspective That's and a we see point. the other characters talking to him like this is not a thing that happens in a vacuum <laughs> you know
0: right okay i can go I- with i do like enough. that we had the
1: exact ar- same <laughs> argument and he went to wildly <laughs> oppose
0: <laughs> i can't go with enough <laughs> Like, okay, okay. If, so Okay, like, but
1: if we're compromising like that, we should just say no, because that's our rule for care rating. Okay, if, yeah. we, if we have two different opinions, and one of them is less care than the other one, we go with that one. Even when yeah. we're on
0: literally opposite top and bottom
1: of the spectrum, <laughs>
0: in our opinion. Yeah, I do think no, because you weren't caring about this as a trauma.
1: See, um. I, I think we are, <laughs> but... If you don't think we are, then that is what we go with because that's how we do this.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, apologies <laughs> to anyone who's like, there like, was so scavenate. much hair. And I'm like, it, not for this. <laughs> no. Like, it's also, as we said before, mild, but like... Uh, so here's the no. thing. We we see... uh Oh
1: my God. The character whose name I can't pull out of my head to save my life ever in any way, shape, or form. Irene? Yeah. <laughs> what the heck this entire recording i can't i can remember everyone's name except hers uh sorry irene my bad um i i, I remember the chinese names for some of the characters that we haven't mentioned and i can't remember irene's name yep. anyways um and not just names i remember a lot of the chinese in the book in general at least what i know how to pronounce securely and i can't remember irene all right anyways moving on <laughs> uh working in two languages here why is your name so right, anyways um uh okay so my, my argument is i think that it is definitely there in subtext but because we have irene who notices and we have to some extent um alex who notices um And they process away from Daniel that his dad is feeling this way, but it is like, it's, it's Hmm. not spelled out. It's like, okay, we know that this is happening. Did you talk to Daniel? No. Did you talk to Daniel? No. We're protecting him. Right, right, right. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. Like that's the conversation. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, okay, all right. I can go with yes on you. I was thinking of just like Daniel's stuff with his dad and I was like, no care. No care. I mean, no care. care? Just not for like okay, the
1: other right. things that are
0: happening. Yeah. <laughs> right,
1: right,
0: right. Okay, okay. You have reminded me. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, reminded I, can, you of happening. I can I can go with a yes. You have a good point.
1: Uh about that. Daniel and Dan um, Lee, but not Irene. Okay, anyways. Um I don't know what What is happening there? I'm this is my way of tricking my brain into remembering it later, is making fun of myself for it. Okay. Uh
0: Diaspora Experience Uh It is treated with care. Just Yeah. The especially when there are, you know, racist and xenophobic aspects of the diaspora experience that they could have easily focused Mm -hmm. on and don't they they
1: don't the, the only no. thing we have is that a character mentions that this is a thing that can occur end yeah. of story no descriptions no discussion no nothing
0: yep it, it and, is about a particular slice of it involving their internal and community connections or lack thereof mm-hmm. as part of the diaspora and i i um, want to
1: really quick highlight something that i said i would highlight when we talked about our third topic Mm-hmm. Um so there there's two particular characters. One I'm not going to go into the whole everything. I'm sure. Only this one moment. Uh there's a character who is born and raised and then in China and then moved to America and we have another character who is so feels so disconnected that they feel like they're not allowed to be part of the culture or even visit living relatives in china because they're just they feel like they're just not allowed because they never have and their parents didn't encourage it etc 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 uh and there's at least two two conversations and i believe it is two conversations where th- that these ha- characters have together where character who has no connection um is saying hey i i feel like i can't do this is it o- is it even okay for me to go over to china to be hired for the job (laughs) like what am i doing here i'm not allowed to be here and character two who is the most raised in the culture and literally raised in the country of our main characters says of course you can of course you're allowed to you're allowed to visit your people who are still alive because why wouldn't you be? You're allowed to be part of the culture. You're allowed to learn the language. You're allowed to have friends from China or who are Chinese American. You're allowed to be there and we want you there. We want you part of this, our heist team, but also like we all have this shared experience. You are part of it and you, that's okay. But also you're not obligated. Like you don't have to do any of that. It's your choice. And it is such a gentle conversation mm-hmm. um and it is very validating for our character who does not have those connections but we don't in those moments see our character pick a side which i think is important i think yeah in the moment in the conversation we as a reader are not given the the judgment, the this is what you should X Y Z. This is what I character should X Y Z. We don't get that. They figure it out for themselves later. But in the moment, it's not a a weighing of a decision, and then it's you must blah <laughs> because the character did this. Like that's not a thing. It is clearly, distinctly separated out, and it's just handled so well. Um, and I I, I really love those those two conversations in this book. All right, so that is Handled Yes with Care. This is the first book in a while where we've had all yeses for care. That's very rare, actually, for our, our podcast. Yeah. Moral directionality.
0: Uh, I think...
1: Can we TLDR I this real quick?
0: Okay, I... Okay, if if the moral directionality is... is fighting colonialism and imperialism (laughs) with art theft based uh yeah okay that's not all that it is it's also
1: it's also (laughs) theft in general it's also stealing well that's the same thing it's also lying it's also yeah yeah, yeah. like
0: I would say it's tangled then, because yeah, uh, especially yeah. with Daniel's dad as a counterpoint uh-huh. <laughs> for why someone with a very similar experience right. might feel very, very differently about this. Absolutely. It's,
1: it's also like, should Daniel be the only one not to do it because it would compromise his father? Like, right. that's also another question.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and just Okay, to, no, absolutely tangled.
1: Just to, um, to clarify, just... <laughs> so clear, moral directionality has nothing to do with the like moral did the characters are is everybody right or wrong that's not how this works moral directionality in our rating system is about who are you supposed to understand is correct Mm -hmm. even if they're even if you look at the character and the judgment of the book is resoundingly this character is doing the wrong thing that is a clear moral directionality uh, yep, so tangled. clear clear is about everybody. We look at the book and we know where everybody lines up on the did you do the right thing chart. Uh, tangled is when it's not that clear, but you kind of have an idea. Um, and like generally speaking, either... The directionality lines up for most characters or, you know, some people are right and then they but you're not sure. Like it's 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 that hazy middle ground. Tangled is when everybody is right or everybody is wrong, even when they are opposite to each other.
0: <laughs> well well, so tangled I would phrase more as there's more than one person who makes an excellent argument for mm-hmm. them being right in the book, and the book mm-hmm. doesn't Tell you who's right. That's a way tangled. Mm, mm, Okay, yeah, that's
1: tangled can be interpreted a lot of ways, and so can muddy.
0: That's Um, the interpretation of tangled that I think is most relevant to this book. That's fair. That's fair. So Uh, it goes
1: clear, muddy. Wait, hold on. Clear, tangled, muddy. That's right. Clear, muddy,
0: and then tangled muddy. muddy is in the middle, it's confusing. Oh, I like
1: said this completely wrong then.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So clear, muddy
1: is when you don't know for sure or characters. Can judge each other opposite, and it's not sure.
0: Yeah, you've tangled, get tangled is where everyone over is the right and everyone is wrong. Of muddy, you've you've done it in more than one episode.
1: Muddy is weird. Muddy is weird.
0: Just, clear, it's one overarching thing, and whether or not the characters match the moral arc of the book's universe, we know, you what know we the where audience they are. are supposed to think. Tangled is that there's an excellent argument made for more than one character to be in the right on some facet of the book. Yeah. And it could be that they're not okay, right about Robin, everything. Yeah. Previously, so, you anyway. put
1: muddy in the middle, and now you just put it at the bottom.
0: I I don't know what, what are we you're doing? thinking of as the bottom. I just read. <sighs> are you not reading them in order? <laughs>
1: Listing them in order? I
0: clears this, tangles this, muddy is the other stuff. The mucky in the middle, something so muddy, in between those So two. muddy
1: is in the middle. Yeah. So then I did say it correctly the first time. <sighs> it's fine. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Tangled Tangled is the one where everyone is right or everyone is wrong in opposing places.
0: That is consistently how we have defined Tangled. I, I object to the use of the term everyone. Be like, there's more than one. It doesn't have to be literally everyone I mean, to be Tangled. It, it has to
1: be the main it, characters at the very least.
0: Anybody yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. that we get a, a judgment on, yeah. there is some conflict there.
0: Uh. Anyway... So hopefully so what are it's we clear <laughs> to our audience. Um I think this absolutely is tangled um from especially when like Diaspora experience is one of our topics. Yeah. Like that this isn't
1: Well, but that 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 does not necessarily mean it's tangled, Robin. No, I I said especially, not because like Yeah, I don't I don't think that's the major contributor. Anyway,
0: I just th- this is even about stuff like related to the heist like you made the point that like we have daniel's dad's perspective mm-hmm. um as kind of a counterpoint to all the people who decided to do a heist <laughs> um or several um i do think it's it's tangled um i tangled- i do think it's
1: tangled yeah. as particularly because of the legal aspects and and the question of um that the characters grapple with which is well if it was stolen from us have how many hundreds of years ago dozens of years ago is it stealing again or is it just still ours uh and that i don't i think is actually a pretty clear direction but we we do have uh we do have that as a thing our main characters like
0: think through (laughs) Yeah, yeah exactly
1: um They aren't sure at first, and then they have to decide.
0: Yeah. Or not all of Uh, them, anyway. Point of view for the trauma and aftermath.
1: Mm. Financial Um, insecurity, we only get Alex. Yeah, we only get Alex. Uh, Betrayal. I think this... So, okay, here's the thing. For the POV of the trauma, because he was there, I think it is Daniel... But for the aftermath, where we are seeing the character that is happening to, it is Alex and God damn it, it didn't work. Alex and Irene, Ele- Irene, not Eleanor. <laughs> oh, my God. No, there's no Holy Eleanor in this shit. book. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> what even? I don't not know what is happening with that name. It's fine. Um,
0: Alex, Irene and... I don't know what your point was because you haven't gotten to it yet.
1: No, it's just... it's.
0: Oh, just forget that's <sighs> naming Robin, of you. Okay. Robin, I
1: just wrote mm-hmm. down the word Eleanor. <laughs> <laughs> How do you spell Irene? R-I-R-E-N-E. I- yeah, okay, I got yeah. it. It's fine. We're good. Okay. Diaspora <laughs> experience. All main character children.
0: And not Daniel's father. Right, um, right, right, right. Yep. All right. Uh my time to shine. It mm-hmm. is time for the trope spotter. <laughs> uh we have getaway driver cuz you know, gonna do a heist, need a getaway driver. There's like a cool bonus other getaway driver implicitly uh which is fun. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's a, it's a getaway driver full book. Um Yeah, uh going Oh, the, I mean, the getaway driver trope is where you have someone whose job is to get them away. Um there's a boat, there's a car. It's it's good stuff. Um this is not an action-heavy book, but that's like the most actiony bits. Yeah. Hello grimoire with your delicate high-pitched meow that I don't know if it, the mic will pick yes, up. Yes, it did. Excellent. Um And Discord didn't done. cut it for me. Cool. All right. Uh, What was your favorite non-traumatic thing about the book?
1: Mm, I'm going to list two. Um, (laughs) The heist on heist team, which is always good Mm. in every Mm -hmm. permutation Mm -hmm. I've ever seen it in. Shout out to Leverage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the conversation I have aforementioned about the permission to engage. I I just want to say without getting into a lot of things about myself, that conversation is a both sides of it. I have had with myself about my own identities that I could claim. Um, I have literally had that own, that conversation with myself and talked to other people where I was um, the character asking for permission <laughs> yeah. and like checking to make sure that I'm not out of line so I I like how it was handled and it feels very personal and it's very good and I enjoy it
0: and also heist on heist (laughs) um my favorite non-traumatic thing about the book um I I really like Lily's just like plan Mm -hmm. to get a better car (laughs) Uh, (laughs) oh my god Lily's and amazing. it's the it's the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, okay, so you've barely left Texas. I don't <laughs> think she's been out of the U.S. before, and, and assumes it works the same way over in France. <laughs> assumes it's going to be totally fine to do this in France, and also is wrangling. In an unfamiliar currency. Right. Yeah, that's um, very good. Anyway, uh, I don't want to, like, spoil it. But just the 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 machinations for a better car um, are pretty cool. Uh, I wish there had been, like... I don't know. It, it's, like I said, it's... It, the things around getaway drivers and cars in this... <laughs> are some of the more action-heavy moments because the heist is not. Like, I think I said this in in one of the sections. This is a book about the Chinese-American diaspora experience in which there's heists. It is not the pace of heist book or the detail of heist book that this term might generally imply, like, the characters do research by watching heist films. This isn't a book that they could have added to their research pile on how to go about it. Like, it's and, really yeah. it's not. It's not trying to be. No. It just...
1: Can I, can I just try It's not trying say, to be... Yeah. We, you, I, had, I think I had mentioned this to you before we started recording. That threw me when I, when mm-hmm. I started reading this book because the way you described it to me, because you vet all of the books were read beforehand so we know anything about them at all uh was that this is a heist book and then uh, reading it it took me a good two or three chapters to really feel like i knew what was happening because i kept waiting for like the tension (laughs) and then there wasn't any (laughs) yeah which is fine I, I like it the, the way it is that would have
0: been implied yeah i No. no it's i i it's legitimately very good at being itself
1: le- legitimately yeah. i would describe this book as a a book about characters where there is a heist setting it's not be fair, about the heist
0: it is portrait of a thief so like even the title implies the character heavy nature of it this is true um,
1: but i i trust your book descriptions <laughs>
0: Yeah, so i did yeah. not
1: reconsider at all from what you told me
0: So yeah part of my book descriptions are designed to pitch why there's traumas we can totally discuss uh, yes, exactly um
1: <laughs> this, this was not on this is not like a negative on you at all it's just that yeah i did not yeah. <laughs> recontextualize for a little bit
0: yep all right uh thank you so much for joining us uh It's time to exit because Grimoire has decided to join me on my keyboard, which is not conducive (gasps) to recording.
1: She loves you Uh, and misses you. She does.
0: Uh, All right. So thank you so much for joining us for our discussion of Portrait of a Thief. And we'll catch you next episode. All music used in this podcast was created by Nicole as Heartbeat Art Co. and is used with permission. Our transcriptionist is Heather. Follow her on Twitter at MamaDragon20. We're proud members of the Certain Point of View Network. Find all the CPov shows at www.certainpov.com. You can contact us on Twitter at Books That Burn or by email at books that burn at yahoo.com. Please consider leaving us a tip at kofi.com/books that burn or becoming a monthly supporter on Patreon.com. Books that burn. All patrons get access to our upcoming book list, bonus content, including the second half of all interviews, and will receive a one time shout out. To get updates on our written reviews, recent episodes, and newly completed transcripts, subscribe to our fortnightly newsletter at button books that burn. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review wherever you're listening. This helps people to find the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.